all that. When does free agency even start for basketball? Uh, I mean, everything's thrown off. I don't know if they – did they give a set day yet? I I haven't heard. I don't know. Because I think they were just like a we hope to do it by this date kind of thing. Um, so they like didn't have any plan in place. No, just because again with like how everything got messed up thanks to to COVID and like the season obviously had to go longer. I'm trying to see. I literally can't find anything on it. Um, yeah, but I, I don't think anything else happened really in the NBA. I think, like, Ty, I mean, we could talk about Ty Lue getting hired officially as the Clippers, which I think is hilarious because people were laughing at the fact that we got Doc Rivers. And, like, especially Clippers fans were laughing. And it's like, do you see who you just hired? Yeah, they're not happy now. Yeah. yeah, right. I, I mean, I I would hope not, but whatever. So I think we almost got – if Doc Rivers wasn't let go, we would have hired Ty, Ty Lue too. Probably, and, like, that would have – that wouldn't have made any, like, sense. That would have been no different than basically having Brett Brown there. That would have been worse. Yeah, seriously, because, like, Ty Lue at least had LeBron to, like, demand things. Like, I don't really think Joel's going to, like, be, yeah. be, like, a, you know – I don't know the right word. Like, obviously, like, he's a leader and everything, but, like, not to the extent that he's going to, like, bitch out the coach and, like, demand that, like, this be the rotation and, like, demand that they go get this player and whatnot. At least I don't think. I mean, I think he'll be vocal, but not. Nah, not Joe, Joe's, Joe's definitely a go of the flow kind of guy. Right, and I can't imagine Ben really being like that either. But, like, oh, you no. got guys like Butler and, like, fucking Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant say that they are the coaches. It's a coach by committee in Brooklyn, they're saying. Dude, if I was Steve Nash, I'd be pissed hearing that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd want out. Or else I'd just... Yeah, but he just got hired. He literally just got hired, and that's what they're saying. Big yikes. Don't like that. The Nets are going to probably finish ahead of us in the East this year, and I'm going to cry. Oh, yeah, they definitely will. (laughs) I mean, obviously, like, we don't know what happens in free agency. But, like, I'm just going to assume that our starting five is the exact same. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe Doc's able to, like, tap into everything. But, like, I don't know. It's, like, we have a great starting five, in my opinion. Like, on paper, it's a that's a good five. But it's just we can't get it done. And it's not going to get it done. But Ugh, Knowing the way – knowing how slow this organization goes, I, I don't really see many moves being made this offseason. Do you see them being higher than a four seed? No. So we're all right back to that. Make playoffs first or maybe second round exit cycle. I mean, the same teams will finish ahead of them that did this year. Um, so that's Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, mm, probably know. Indiana, probably Miami, Brooklyn. And then us. <laughs> Where do you see the Pacers? Ahead of us. Like <laughs> honestly, they're probably they're probably six or seven. If I did that math right, I think you did. Because essentially, take the same teams but add Brooklyn to being ahead of us. I I don't know. I mean, obviously, like I said, so much has to happen 
in free agency. I would say looking at it right now, you could maybe like come to that conclusion, but I don't know. Well, well yeah, right, happens. like right this second, if yeah. you're asking me, that, that's where I would project us. Mm-hmm. And then the Magic has the eight seed for like the fifth year in a row, and then <laughs> that'll be your playoffs. <laughs> or the Wizards if John Wall comes back healthy. Uh, there you go. Um, and honestly, the Wizards might finish ahead of us if John Wall no, does come back. No, 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 no. <laughs> if Wall and Bradley Beal are both a hundred percent for a full season, like three years ago, uh, when they went like 40, they had like forty some wins, uh, they might finish ahead of us. No. Uh, just being realistic. I don't know. We'll make the playoffs, though, no doubt. Yeah, I would think. I don't know. I, I think, like, Doc is going to have a better better time, an easier time. I don't know how to words right, but I think he's got a better shot at, like, wrangling this this weird group that we have and making it work than I think Brett Brown did. And I think that just comes with, like, Doc – like, I don't know, like, he's just been around for so long and he's had success. And, like, I think he just knows mm. what works. I mean, like, that's, like, like why Pop is so good, right? Like, because he, he's just been around for so compare long. The two. What's that? I really don't think you can compare the two. I mean, Doc, Doc has had success making the playoffs, but not much else. No, and, like, they're obviously two very different. Like, I think Pop is you know, like, one of the best all time. I don't know if I necessarily think... I think Doc's maybe one of the best of our time, but not one of the best of all time, like uh, like Pop. And I was just simply making the comparison of, like, Pop's been in the league for so long. He's had continued success just year in and year out. He just knows what works. He knows how to adjust. And, like, I would trust that man to come into any team and, you know, turn it around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, what do we, what do we, what sport do we want to start with? I have a really good story. Why don't you take it away with the story then? Okay. So Bleacher Report does this thing. I don't know if you guys have seen it. They have this like perfect picks, and you basically just like make picks on what you think is going to happen in a game. So like for football, they'll say like, oh, how many. How many passing yards do you think Tom Brady will throw for? And it'll give you like four. It's like a multiple choice, basically. You get four options and you choose whichever one you think is going to be gotcha. right. Next question is like, what do you think the like overall amount of points scored will be? Again, four options. Um, sometimes it's like, who do you think will win the coin toss? So that's just like a one or the other. Basically like that. It's five questions, I think, each time. And if you get all five right, you get, like, entered into a raffle to, like, win a prize. And so I did one for game six. I mean, I've been doing it for, like, every single game, basically. But for game six of the uh, Dodgers-Braves, I did it. And the questions were, like, uh, or no, sorry, this was for the, this was game seven of the Rays and the Astros. And it was, like, uh, you know, like, who is going to score, like, which team's going to have the most runs in a single inning was one of the questions. Um, so I, cho- I chose the Astros. 
Um, and it was like, who will there be a run scored in the first inning? I said, yes. Uh, how many hits will Carlos Correa have? I said one. Um, uh, the the Rays, and then uh, who's going to win ALCS MVP? And I said Randy Rosarina. And I like couldn't really pay attention to the game too much. I was trying to keep up with it like here and there. I saw they scored a run in the first inning. A Rosarina hit a home run in the first inning. So I was like, that bodes well. Uh, and it was a two-run home run, which I thought was like, okay, well, now I need the Astros to score three runs in an inning. So anyway, end of the game comes around. And I go back and I look and I'm like checking everything. And Correa only had one hit. And I was like, holy shit. And uh, the... Astros scored both like their two runs that they scored in that game. They lost four two. Spoiler alert. We're going to talk about it, but uh, they scored two runs in an inning as well. So both teams scored two runs. Like in an there was a tie for the most runs scored in an inning, and the tiebreaker goes to the team with more hits, and the Astros had more hits. So I was right there. Randy oh, Rosarina. So the Rays won the game. So I knew that that was right, and I was just sitting there waiting to see who won the ALCS MVP. And I was like, it's gotta be a Rosarina. He's got seven home runs this postseason. Um, and typically you're, you're the like ALCS NLCS MVP is like who has been the best in the playoffs for you thus far. I mean, like more consideration goes into the fact of like what they did in the actual like ALCS NLCS. But like, I think, you know, like, you know, a pitcher could pitch one game in the NLCS, but, could have pitched two games in the past series and given up zero runs the entire time. And there's like a pretty good chance that they could get it because of just like how dominant they were. Right. Um, Whereas like the world series MVP is literally just like who did the best in the world series. Um, But I was like, I I was just like sitting there and I like couldn't believe that first off I got four, right. Uh, I thought that was crazy. And then it literally is announced that a Rosarina one ALCS MVP and I shit you not I like started shaking I was like oh my god and like I'm entered in for a chance (laughs) to win it's not like I actually won that I know of yet but I think the prize is like a PS5 or an Xbox uh Series X like one of the new consoles um I don't know I'm not sure if it's like a choice or if like they said beforehand I but I like could not believe that I was like holy shit this is the first I'm I actually have a chance of winning something in my life. I I, I was just like dumbfounded. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun to do because like a lot of the questions are very, sometimes they'll have like a really random one in there. Like I said, like who wins the, the coin flip or uh, the football ones are especially fun. Cause it's like who scores the first touchdown and not like team wise, like which player. And so like your options will be like, if it's chiefs pats, it would be like, uh, Mahomes, um, maybe it wouldn't be the quarterback because technically two people are involved, but it would be, it would be like, the yeah, Hill it'd be like and... Hill, Kelsey, uh, like a Newton rushing touchdown or other. And so like, you're like, okay, well other is like, kind of like, you know, almost feels like the safe bet because there's so many other people who could score the first touchdown. But then again, you're like, Hill's definitely going to score that first touchdown. Right. It's it's fun. It's fun to do. I, I would recommend you guys downloading the Bleacher Report app and participating. Um, but yeah, uh, and I, I just thought that was crazy. Have you guys like ever done something like that? Like, have you ever done 
I, I, it's, I guess, I mean, it's kind of like betting and doing like a parlay almost, but like any, any good stories um, there? So as far as that type of format, the first one I ever did, uh, which Brett and I were both a part of, I don't know if it's his first one, is for the Stanley Cup this year for the playoffs um, because it was such a weird year and they didn't set up like a bracket on ESPN. They just set it up as like, here's a series of questions. And some of them were just who would win the series. So it's one or the other. And some were up to four different options like that. Um, but it wasn't like anything or I haven't done one where it was like, answer these five. If you get them all right, you're submitted. I've seen them. I just haven't. Okay. Them. Yeah, I do the Premier League pick that they do every week. Um, so basically they pick five games from the weekend and you have to pick the exact correct score for all five. And if you do that, then same thing. You're, you're thrown into cool. um, a pool for the prizes. I, they give out like 50 grand each week for it or something. Have you like ever that. been like entered? Have you ever done? Only once did I get it correct. It was last year because this year has been mayhem and impossible to predict. Uh, but I didn't win the money, obviously, or you guys would have heard about it. <laughs> it's just like stuff like Fair. that and like, you know, fantasy sports and stuff. It's honestly what is keeping sports alive, in my opinion, because I feel like the average person, like, I don't know. I mean, people obviously have their like team affiliation and stuff, but like who's like actually sitting down and watching, you know, like every single game. Um. And I just feel like it's so great with, like, these things, um, again, like, with, like, sports betting and, like, fantasy sports that you can, like, kind of force your way into having affiliation just for one day. And, like, you could be rooting for the team that you technically hate the most, but, like, because you have money on the line all of a sudden, it's just more more enjoyable that way. Um, it's honestly great. It's honestly the only reason why baseball is probably still relevant. Because people can bet on it. <laughs> wow. I wouldn't go that far. No, but like, you know what I mean. Like, you know, it, it's def- it definitely helps with, like, viewership and stuff like that. Uh, the fact that, like... Betting as a whole definitely helps yeah. for every league's viewership, I believe. Um, I don't know how much, and it definitely helps some more than others. Like, when you look at how big fantasy football and even baseball are compared to, like, the other two uh, in basketball and hockey. But, Yeah. It's it's such a huge contributor to, as you said, teams that may not have that affiliation or that don't care enough to watch mm-hmm. each week, um, especially like fair weather fans in who are just give it or like almost assigned a team if they don't have one based off where they live if that team isn't good, like poor Giants and Jets. Oh fans. my god! No, no, we have to say that so. for to the gridiron. Can't talk. Can't talk football on here. Oh, that was that was just the past few oh. seasons in general. Oh. That's nothing. Actually, week. I read a stat or I heard a stat that the last home team victory in MetLife, where the Giants and Jets play, the last home That's team all. victory was what was the XFL team? The New York. Yeah, Guardians. they were the last home team win in that stadium. Until I get did the Giants were they home today? I think they were. Mm, I think uh, it was. Uh, so yeah, they were. At, 
Yeah. They broke the it took they broke the curse. Week six. But yes, I thought that was I thought that was a uh, fascinating love little things like that. My guess when somebody asked me, they were like, "Can you tell me who the last home team was?" My guess was the 2018 men's national soccer team. <laughs> Because I thought it was going to be something really obscure, and then it ended up being an XFL team, so even more obscure. Well, they don't win either, Spencer. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was for the Gold Cup or Copa America. I forget <laughs> which tournament it was two years ago. Probably Gold Cup, I guess. And they did win. They beat Uruguay. So there, there you have it, Brett. You little negative Nancy. Well, you know, it, there is a bright future for the U.S. men's national team, but uh, it's not yeah, quite there I don't think yet. It's ever going to be there. Uh, no, it will. Oh, no, trust me. Really? It you will. think? Oh, yeah. You look at the uh, the lineup we're going to have next World Cup. It's um, very stacked. Very stacked. There is there's a lot of guys that are playing right now over in like Bundesliga mm-hmm. and Premier League and starting it over there uh, that are going to play for the U.S. men's national oh. team. So it's very exciting. They're a very young team, though, so I don't know how, you know, they're going to mesh together and how um, how far in the World Cup we could go with no experience because it'll be pretty much everyone in the starting 11's first World Cup. But um, it's, it's going to be exciting. Like, they'll definitely qualify. So, Led by Pulisic. Yeah, Christian Pulisic is probably going to be the leader. Weston McKenney. I mean, the the list goes on. It, it is very, very He's exciting. From right near my hometown. Fun fact. Weston. Pulisic or Christian. Christian. Oh, yeah, yeah. He is he is a PA He's, boy. I'm uh, near Hershey, I believe, to be more specific. But and now he plays for Chelsea. What a shame. <laughs> Good for him, but shame for. Good for good for, for U.S. soccer. Shame for America. Good for U.S. soccer. Oh yeah. I mean I to know that like you have somebody who's good enough to, you know, you know what I'm saying. And Weston McKenney is, uh, well, he's contracted to Dortmund in the Bundesliga, but uh, currently on loan at I believe Inter Milan. There you go. Um, both. Very big clubs as well. So uh, Bundesliga, that's like what, like probably is that like the third biggest, fourth biggest? Um, it's probably like the the third biggest, but it's probably like the fourth okay. best. If that makes yeah, sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got you. Uh, I would say La Liga and uh, Serie A are probably better, but. But yeah, Bundesliga is right there. Um, it's certainly, you know, Fra- France, uh, they're the least competitive soccer league mm-hmm. by far. So, of the big right. five over there. But yeah, I mean, well, yeah, it's a bright future. So, that, you know what? I don't know how we, I forgot how right, we got you know on what, this. Though, but, we um, snuck it in, and honestly, but... very excited. We talked yeah. about soccer. We talked about fucking soccer on Top Cheddar. All right, cut that out. Let's start the Football. let's start the uh, let's start the podcast now. <laughs> and the normal intro is three, two. <laughs> no, but we are all all three of us glad that you could join us on this top chair episode on at top chair sports.
definitely blinked because I was worried that I missed one of our other umbrella titles. But no, it is just our normal top chatter. Of course, it is myself, Victor, joined by Brett and Spencer, the three voices you've been hearing this whole time. If you're just joining now and don't listen to us often um, and you like the football soccer talk, then <laughs> then uh, let us know and we will incorporate more of it and maybe even have a little niche podcast for that in the future. Oh, I would love that. But oh, my God. Unless Brett wants to go crazy uh, with one of our other friends um, who comes to mind and or unless we get the viewership or the requests for it, it may be on the back burner for now. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. With that, we will jump to the primary sport we want to talk about today, which is the MLB. Spencer, I don't know how long you've waited for me to say that MLB is the primary sport we're going to talk about and that uh, it's just the primary sport of that's happening right now. But yeah, you must love this. Big things have happened, and I'll let you run with it. Yeah, from here. you know, I don't want to. I don't want necessarily. I don't know if I. I love it. I definitely didn't think this day would ever come. I mean, shout out to football being big enough for us to give it its own show, so we don't talk about it. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome to the only baseball episode of. I guess next week will also probably be mostly baseball. Regardless. Um, yeah, the, uh, we're, we're in the thick of it. I really was kind of hoping that things would be, um, done and we would know the world series for t- today. Um, so that we can just kind of give our full, uh, preview of the world series, but we only know one team as of right now, the Braves and the Dodgers are currently, oh my God, they're, it just happened right now. It's tied. It just happened Dang on it. a home run. Um, I think. I believe. I don't know. No, maybe not. No, it was a two-run two single. Yes. I am actually watching the game <laughs> so as we record. Yeah, two. Um, I just have like the the play-by-play up right now, and I just saw the runs, but I didn't see what the actual like outcome of the play was. Regardless, it's two-two, um, and this is game seven. This is like this could not have worked out any better. Um, for honestly, like the MLB, um, especially because over in the AL, like that went seven games. Um, but yeah, so we don't know the outcome of the NLCS, unfortunately. But like I said, we do know the outcome of the ALCS and the Rays. Thank God, the Rays. <laughs> they won. They. I got nervous. I didn't know if they were going to be able to do it. It did go seven games. Um, and honestly, I don't know about you guys, but when there was going to be a game seven, I was just like, the Astros are going to freaking win this and ruin it for everybody. The Rays were up 3-0. So that's what this, that's what is like especially uh, upsetting that like they couldn't put them away. And I think I said five. I think I, I said Rays in five. Um, and I really thought they were going to do it too. And I was like, holy shit. I didn't think that was going to be right, but I kind of. <laughs> But kind of assumed that the Astros would have more fight. And then the Astros did have more fight, and they forced it to go seven. Um, Charlie Morton pitched an absolute gem in game seven. Um, that entire series was, um, you know, really hard fought and uh, a good series. I think, like, every game was roughly, like, I don't know, seven total runs. Um, like, 
it, they were all close games too. I don't think any game was a blowout. I think they were all decided by like three runs or so. I'm I'm like looking right now. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, three runs was like the largest, and game six was the most runs with 11. The Astros won that seven to four. Um, but yeah, there were just some like really impressive pitching outings in this series. It has me excited because, um, just with how the uh Braves have been able to handle uh the Dodgers bats, I'm 100% certain that if it's um the Braves. Uh, raise it's going to be just an absolute pitcher's duel game in game out which obviously for some people isn't very exciting but it it causes close games towards the end which is in my opinion generally exciting so um yeah uh, i for one love pitcher's duels that's actually my favorite kind of baseball I'm game so happy to hear that so i'm i would be looking forward to that for sure yeah it's uh you know obviously offense and home runs and everything is, is obviously exciting, but you know, close games at the end are in my opinion also, if not more exciting, Um, but Rays Astros. um, I said it earlier, Randy Rosarina, he hit seven home runs. Um, He's I think the only rookie to ever do that in the playoffs. Um, So kudos to him. Hats off. The Cardinals traded him in the off season to the Rays. So, you know, fuck the Cardinals, I guess. Um, but that's just my personal bias. Um, but any anything to note on um, the Astros Rays? It was a really good series. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Go ahead, Brett. That. Oh, sorry, I didn't even hear you start. Um, as soon as I saw uh, good old Chuck Morton, ground Chuck uh, was starting. I had a good feeling for the Rays. Um, like you said, it, it, well, going back to games five and six, I thought they kind of looked defeated. Like, especially game six, the Rays just seemed to almost, their body language just seemed to tell me, oh boy, like they knew they were going to screw it up and they felt that they were going to lose. Um, but yeah, game seven, Charlie Morton just came out and completely calmed everyone down. Pitched an absolute gem. And I saw some crazy stat that he's like the third pitcher in MLB history. He's like undefeated in elimination games in the postseason. Um, I don't know the exact stat. He, he's like four or five a doe or something in elimination games with like a 0. 0.6 mm-hmm. ERA. Um, something yeah. absurd like that um, for like the most random pitcher to, to have those stats. Right. But like good for him. Ex-Pirate. Um, he had a 12 something ERA in like 20 some starts with us. Uh, but now he's really found himself and is a gem. Uh, he's an ace, but that game seven, um, you mentioned, uh, in the preview, if, if that's kept in (laughs) and not edited out that, um, (laughs) that two run home run, um, and that really uh, paired with Charlie Morton because that home run came, I think it was in the third inning. I don't know. I watched the game, but I wasn't like, I kind of forget. But that paired with Charlie Morton just really, I think, calmed down the Rays and gave them their confidence back, and they were able to hang on. Thank God, like you said. Um, not only for themselves, because that would have been super embarrassing, uh, but also, you know, now we don't have to to have the the cheaters in the 
uh, in the World Series this year. So um, hopefully, you know, I'll probably root for the Rays. I'd like to see them win. They'd be their first ever championship. Um, So I'll probably be rooting for them regardless who comes out of the National League. But, um, yeah, good to see. That's all I have. Yeah, I just, uh, as you mentioned, both of you and one dad, if, like, it would have been bad enough if the Astros made it to the World Series, but if they had come back from a 3-0 to make it there, it we would have never heard the end of it, whether they won or lost. Um, it would have just been, like, such a headline shoved down our throats that nobody wants. So, uh, shout out the race for not letting that happen. Also, criticize the race for letting it even get to that point um makes me a little worried for them in the next round but we'll get to the actual predictions yeah last thing i just wanted to say you know as much as i don't want to credit the the astros um kind of like big credit to jose altuve because he had a terrible regular season um and he he was a huge factor for the astros kind of like you know they they were a lower seed um because they didn't even win their division this year. Um, and they made easy work out of the Twins, fairly easy work out of the A's as well. Um, and I think a lot of credit can go to, like, him. Um, Carlos Correa had an incredible postseason, kind of a go-figure there. Um, he's He's been fantastic so far in his postseason career. Obviously, a lot of that coming with some cheating, but, you know, Regardless, the numbers are there. Uh, and Michael Brantley also was a was a key bat for them. So uh, just wanted to kind of point out those guys. And then for the Rays, um, it, it's all it's just their whole offense has just been Rosarina. He has just been so good. Uh, Manuel Margot has also been, you know, pretty good for them. Uh, Zunino, um, one guy who I would love to see do more Kevin Kiermeyer, sexiest man in baseball. Um, he just hasn't done anything. Mm-hmm. Say it louder for the ladies in the back. Kevin Kiermeyer, that's spelled K I E R M A I E R. You can look him up on Google images, chef's kiss. He's beautiful. He's gorgeous. Um, but yeah, he, he hasn't done a whole lot with the bat. Um, you know, not enough can be said about how good he is defensively. So obviously he's still great to have in the outfield. Um, he's good at a lot of things, ladies. <laughs> Five tool player, right there. Five tool, but yeah, player. he uh, he hasn't done much, and he's kind of like one of like the franchise players on this team. So I would love to see him in the World Series, just have an absolute like just go on an absolute tear for them. All right, that does it for the AL. So NL. Um. Yeah, I. I, I just wanted to mention uh, that Jose Altuve, you, you gave him praise. I want to revoke that praise. <laughs> um, Jose Altuve is a pathetic, short little man who doesn't have any friends or any family or any land. And I hate him because I used to love him. He used to be one of my favorite players in the, in the MLB. He really was. Um, and, then, and then this whole cheating thing. And he was a big part of it. And I hate his guts. Yeah, I'm, now I'm, I'm right there with doing you. that. He broke my heart, and I I'm not a forgiving He's, person. He definitely was one of my favorite player, non-cardinal players. Um, definitely somebody who I 
absolutely enjoyed watching play and now I can't like even say his name without getting a bad taste in my mouth. Um, but again, I'm just trying to, Hey, yep. I'm just trying to present the facts. He did have a really good postseason, and I would assume, uh, without any trash cans being hit. So. And I said last week, how, uh, Lakers fans <laughs> were the scum of the earth. I'd like to revoke that <laughs> statement and say Houston Astros fans are the scum of the earth. I'm not going to continue my joke from last week. I'll, I'll leave it there. I'll leave it with what you just said. Um, all right. Over in the NL, the Dodgers and the Braves. This series has, in a lot of ways, lived up to, I think, what everybody, you know, non-Dodgers and non-Braves fans, I'll say, kind of wanted it to be. It went seven games. Um this one had a couple of offensive outbursts. Uh, the The Braves are no strangers to having 10 runs put up against them in the first inning. Um, and the Dodgers, I think, scored 11 in game three in the first inning. They just, the bats came alive um, in a big way. Uh, they scored just one run in game one. And it was kind of one of those things where it was like the, the Braves, they won game one, five, one. And it was like, you know, their whole postseason thus far has been about their pitching. This looks like it's just going to continue. Um, and they're not really going to have any issues. Game two uh, was the Braves won eight to seven. So, you know, again, Dodgers started to kind of piece it together. And then they just absolutely just a huge outburst in game three. Uh, game four, the, the Braves responded by putting up 10 runs of their own. So, like I said, just a little more back and forth with the offense um, in this series. Uh, but the, the Dodgers have had to battle back from down 3-1. Uh, so, both in both instances, the uh, A team got to uh, three wins in four or less games, and now... We're, we're sitting and waiting for the results of a game seven. So, uh, but so far this series has been, this one's probably been the more like exciting series for like the fair weather fan, just because again, there has been more offense. Um, and it, it's been, it's been great. Um, Ian Anderson, right. Ian Anderson, I believe uh, got, got the ball for game seven and he hadn't given up a run yet this postseason, So that's like setting up a huge storyline. As we know now it is two, two. So he, he finally has given up runs. Um, but like, he's been just having an incredible um, postseason thus far. We talked about it. Uh, Darno kind of like living up to his own hype, um, kind of to what he was supposed to be. Uh, Dansby Swanson has been really impressive. He actually had a pretty good year finally. So that was refreshing, but it's carried over into the postseason for him. Um, but, but yeah, and then on the Dodgers side, Corey Seager, uh, I mean, I, I've always loved Corey Seager, and, you know, he's battled injuries and stuff, but, man, it is so nice to see him just having an incredible postseason um, and, and just showing why he's, you know, one of the best shortstops in the game. Um, but, yeah, this, this series has definitely been more fun offensively. Um, but yeah, I, I, we'll see what happens, but any, anything on how the series has been going and how it'll wrap. Victor, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is exciting 
to see it go game seven games as someone not directly tied to one of the two teams personally. Um, I mean, if I rooted for one of these two teams, I would, especially the Braves, like I would be panicking. But um, honestly, both of them actually. But it it's good for the sport to see it go to seven. I think it gets anytime you have a game seven of anything, I feel like it draws more attention. Um, so I'm kind of glad for baseball's sake that both went seven and that, yeah, both series turned out to be really good. And that game seven in each and considering this one so far uh, has been pretty competitive. Um, yeah, I, Spencer, I wanted to know your thoughts on the Dodgers starting Gonsolin, Gonsolin, Gonsolin. I forget how to pronounce it, but um, what are your thoughts on them going to him in in Game Seven here? I thought that was a little strange, but I also don't know the availability of like well, they literally started everyone else. Dustin May, and so I don't know what happened. It, they pulled him after an inning, and I didn't get a chance to see if you know maybe they just didn't like what they were seeing from him, or if he got hurt or something. Um, yeah, he, uh, was, he he pissed the the entire first inning for them um but you know gave up the run and I don't, I don't know if they just were playing on a super super short leash it is obviously game seven so you can't lose this game uh but it's weird that they then go to yeah uh gonsolin i guess uh yeah bizarre um definitely not the you know top tier pitcher i would want to see come in um you know, obviously, I don't know what, like, Kershaw, what his availability is. And obviously, there's uh, hmm, some superstition, I guess, uh, to pitching him because he's had his postseason woes in the past. Um, so maybe he doesn't see this game despite being, you know, the franchise pitcher for the Dodgers. Uh but yeah, certainly weird that they already have had to turn to their bullpen, and that doesn't bode well, uh, especially because I think the Braves just scored again. Yes, yeah, I was I, I brought it up because Gonzalez has not been doing well at all. Um, he's walked three guys already in just a little over two innings and given up now uh, two runs. Yeah, so. that certainly doesn't bode well uh, for them. Um, Especially because I would say the Dodgers yeah. forcing this to go seven was like, and this may sound like an obvious thing, but that's like very clearly a worst case scenario for the Braves. Like you don't want, like they, they needed to win honestly um, yesterday and they didn't, and they had some opportunities and they didn't capitalize. Um, and that like very quickly, people were like, that could be like, that could be it easily the the Dodgers now can capitalize on this they're the better team you know um but yeah uh now that they have the lead again they're up three two and the Braves definitely have uh, an amazing bullpen um so you know if they get another run here uh that could that could definitely spell issues for the Dodgers definitely gonna be an exciting one though it's gonna it's gonna be close it looks like yeah, definitely, definitely questionable, questionable stuff being done here uh, by the Dodgers manager. 
who has been uh, in a similar situation to this several times now, um, as the Dodgers are here pretty much every year, and he has <laughs> to make decisions like this. So, Gary Dave Roberts, Roberts, I believe, right? Is their manager? Yeah. Dave Roberts, not Gary. Gary's, uh, yeah, that's never mind. That's a different. Anyways, interesting. Um, I don't really have any other things to say about this series other than what you guys had already talked about. Yeah, I just wanted yeah, to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, definitely troubling. Um, I guess we don't know, but um, we obviously know the Rays. So if it were to be Rays Dodgers, uh, let's kind of like quickly just like quick predictions. Uh, I would take the Rays. Okay. In six. Is that because you think they'll win in? Six or because you know the Dodgers will choke at some point. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, if it's Rays Dodgers, I will take Rays in seven. Okay. All right. If it's Rays Dodgers, but... I will take the Rays in. I think I I would go. Hmm. Where's Where's the World Series being played? Is it being played in San Diego or is it being played in Arlington? If you're asking us this, Arlington, it's, in, it's, it's at Globe Life. The, uh, it's the wherever the um, the National oh, League team. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Wait, the American. If it's, in, if it's where the American. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. The National League. The National League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Then I think. Uh, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll take the Rays in. And six if it's if it's Rays Dodgers. Uh what about if it's Rays Braves, which is looking like what it might be? Uh for that one I'll take the Braves in six. I'll once again take Rays in seven. I think no matter who they play, that the Rays yeah. won't be able to close it for seven. Damn. I uh, I mean, yeah, I agree with you, Brett, with what you said earlier um, about, like, rooting for the Rays because this will be their first first time in the World Series since uh, 2008. Yeah, 2008. shame they couldn't pull it off then. Some other, some other team won. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a real shame. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, uh, I, I got to agree. The Braves have just been really impressive. Um, and I think, you know, the Rays have relied so heavily on their pitching, but we've seen that the Braves offense has been able to kind of have these like outbursts, um, whereas they haven't really given up too many, um, you know, couple to the Dodgers, but Dodgers are, I mean, that's a really, really good team. Um, yeah, I think if it's, Braves raise. I would give the edge to the Braves, but I'll say Braves in seven. Um, but yeah, I think I'll definitely be rooting for the Rays. I think the World Series that I'm rooting for to happen, since again, we don't know what's going to happen with this Braves-Dodgers game. I- I'm rooting for Rays-Braves to happen. I think that'll just be a better series overall. Um, I don't know if you guys have like a preference at all. I, I agree. Yeah. I-, I don't know. Better series. Like, I'm not saying it won't be. Mm -hmm. I just don't know. But again, as someone who 
uh, doesn't watch avidly, I don't want to see a team who's been there that often like make it again. So that's why I would like to see the Braves over the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean the Braves had some really good teams in like the '90s. You know when they had John Smoltz, um, Greg Maddox, and and Tom Glavin, but they honestly. I think the last time they made it to the NLCS when we looked last week was like early 2000s and they haven't been back since. So it's kind of crazy because they've been good now for quite a few years, but just a lot of early exits. So it would be kind of cool to see them make a World Series, but um, definitely rooting for the Rays to get their first. Uh, we saw the Nationals get their first last year, so I think it would be really cool if we now saw another team in back-to-back years get their first. Um, but yeah. Now we said who we would, who we think would win in those. Who do you guys want to see of the three teams remaining? Uh, the Rays. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I agree. I just didn't know if uh, it was different. I always like. I don't know for for this specific situation. Um. I, I just would prefer to see a team win their first ever World Series. Gotcha. I just hope like people don't put like a because it was like a weird season that it's like, well yeah, you you technically got your first World Series win. I hope we don't have like anything like that. Obviously we all know that like the stats count, the the championships count and everything. Um, but I hope like you know, they're a really good team and they honestly probably would have been um, you know, uh, high seed in the playoffs. Um, although I guess if it was a regular year, they would have had to be either the AL East winner or a wild card team. So that all throws things into question. But you know, they still would have been a really good team this year, I think, and would have had World Series aspirations for sure. Um, and so, well. I don't think people will. I mean, pe- we haven't really seen that people saying that about the Lakers or the Lightning. Um, so I, seen, like, I don't see like, why oh, people would say that. Championship, like, yeah, they won the bubble. Not really. Okay. It's, yeah, it's not really. It's been more than um, jokes than people actually like standing by the claim of it actually doesn't count. Okay. Like, yeah, people will joke so... about it, obviously, and be like, oh. It has an asterisk, but at the end of the day, nobody has been like hardcore. Like this doesn't even matter because they shouldn't get the trophy. And yeah. Okay. Okay. Well then, yeah, I think that's it for, for baseball. We will, like I said, unfortunately probably won't know by the end of this podcast, but uh, next week, I guess we'll be in the thick of, potentially in the thick of the the world series it could be decided but doubtful i hope not but yeah um so jumping to the nhl quick then um wanted to bring up the rumored plan for this coming season uh which is rumored to start January 1st-ish. They are changing up all of the divisions, rumored, allegedly. And it's it's pretty interesting 
to to see the new look divisions and i have them all here uh i wanted to bring this up and just get your guys thoughts um so for starters there's going to be a canadian division because canada is kind of going to be completely locked off from the u.s in terms of travel um so it's a lot of travel for all these Canadian teams, but you have all seven uh, Canadian teams in the same division. Kind of works out that, you know, all there, there is seven Canadian yeah, teams um, the year before Seattle joins the league. So you can kind of evenly do that. Um, but that, that's interesting to me because I feel like that's kind of unfortunate for a lot of these Canadian teams, um, considering I think a solid – a solid four of them would normally make the playoffs with normal divisions. Um, debatably five would pr- be playoff teams. Um, and now you're probably only going to get three or four out of it rather than five. Um, so that's a little unfortunate there. I don't know your guys' thoughts on that. but um, Just going off of like, this part, it's interesting also because this pretty much tells us that they won't play anybody outside of these divisions once they're made because the whole premise is that Canada won't have to travel outside Canada. Um, as far as... Well, yes and no. That's another issue. So, but yeah, if that's the case, it is It's very intriguing to me. It is unfortunate, as you said, for uh, Canadian teams. However, depending how they do it, I didn't know if playoffs would be structured different also and almost it's then just like guaranteed maybe two from each like you keep battling down until it's two from each um i just have a lot of maybe like theories about how they'll do it so it'll be interesting to see canadian matchups a lot uh more often potentially but for them not as definitely not as good of a situation yeah and uh, all all seven Canadian teams kind of hate each other, which which I think will lead to a lot yeah. of fun games. Um, especially they all hate Toronto's guts. Um, so you'll you'll basically see rivalry games every night uh, in that division, which is something we won't see in these other divisions. So then to just move over to the alleged Pacific division. Um, it's the normal Pacific Division teams. The notables is the Avalanche, the Wild, and the Stars would be joining that division um, to kind of keep it in the you know Pacific and Mountain time zones. Um, so that stays relatively the same, but adding those three is an interesting dynamic as well. Obviously, you're adding two playoff teams from the Central there. Well, three, theoretically, but two. Uh, and then the Minnesota Wild as well. Um, thoughts on that? Um, so I'm sorry. Avs, Wild, and who is the third one moving? The Dallas yeah, Stars. So, and that replaces, the for the Pacific, the Flames, the Oilers, the Canucks. It, I feel like it makes it a little more difficult on the top end for the Pacific. Um, I feel like the Stars and the Avs are more top-heavy than those other teams uh, based on last year, not necessarily the next year. But, yeah, uh, I think Pacific may have gotten the short end of the stick here. I actually – okay. 
Interesting. I think overall, uh, they might, I think those three are comparable um, to the teams they lost personally, but yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. It's going to be interesting too, because, you know, um, Dallas and Vegas just had that, that really competitive playoff series. Um, So then jumping right back into being in the same division, they'll see a lot more of each other this year, might develop a rivalry there. Um, To the central central division also kind of, Actually, this one is the most different, I should say, um, from all of them. So you still have the Blues, the Predators, and the Blackhawks, and then the Detroit Red Wings would rejoin this division, along with the Blue Jackets, the Hurricanes, the Panthers, and the Lightning. Um, So it's more so the Atlantic division than it is the Central. Um, They're still calling it the Central division, just because of geographical, you know, orientation but really i would call it the atlantic plus chicago nashville and st louis um with a couple metro teams in there too this is the weirdest one um i think i think this would be interesting i think it's cool to get detroit and chicago back in the same division but um and columbus and tampa in the same division as well but as for the rest um i'm not sure how i feel i just always think like weird like, I always think it's weird when you have huge, like, shifts like this. And, like, I don't know. It's just so bizarre because it just changes the, like, landscape of, like, what the league's like. And, like, totally throws out what you're used to and just to have to kind of adjust. Um, I don't know. I just always find this, like, so bizarre. Like, because it, it really doesn't happen all that often. If I, like, all, basically, when you have, like, something this big. Does this happen often in the NHL? Never. I was going to say, like, you know, baseball had the shift of, like, the Astros moved to the American League, and, like, that was it. Like, I I mean, I I was going to say the last time. No, this is just for this year. Um, This would be, like, a one-year thing due to COVID. They want to reduce travel, so they're switching up the the Eastern and the Western Conference just to get as little travel as possible. fucking weird. Honestly, if... um kind of as Brett said at the beginning, if there weren't exactly enough Canadian teams to make their own division, I don't think this would ever happen or work. It just that where one of the divisions for this is the last year it'll happen, uh, has seven teams as opposed Mm -hmm. to the rest have eight and there's seven Canadian teams. Um, So because of that, I think Canada, I mean, we saw it with the bubble this year where they didn't want people entering um, that weren't Canadian. So I think they're just trying to, be ahead of it um, as far as working out with like the government, I guess, uh, as far as will people be allowed to enter? And then how much can we limit travel between the countries? I think I missed hearing that this was like strictly related because of like COVID. I thought this was like, this is because of COVID, but like going forward, this is how it's going to be then as well. Oh, one year thing. Um, Although, Spencer, when Seattle does join the league, the Arizona Coyotes will permanently move to the Central Division as Seattle is joining the Pacific, obviously. Um, Another thing I do like about this, though, obviously with Chicago and Detroit, you know, being together and Columbus and Tampa, but also you get Carolina back with Florida and Tampa. And uh, those three teams used to to really hate each other as well. Um, So you can kind of get that rivalry back. 
that little southeast rivalry. Uh, so I like that as well. Um, I actually like this division the this more I look at it. It's just such an interesting uh, situation because, as you said, it's the most mixed up. So I think this, aside from maybe Canada, um, will lead to the most interesting games because they're not necessarily all just rivalries, but these are a lot of teams because it's the most east or um, eastern and western teams combined will lead to usually these teams see each other twice a year uh, max, a lot of them, um, or some of them, I should say. So it'll be interesting, um, yeah, just how what happens the more they play each other. Yeah, um, and then that leaves the last division, which uh, is the Metro. I would call this almost the bus division because they these all these teams could literally just bus every game and not have to travel by air all season. Um, so we have the Metro division, Penguins, Flyers, Rangers, Islanders, Devils, Capitals, and then the Bruins and the Sabres would be joining. Um, that works out beautifully. Like I said, you can literally bus <laughs> everywhere with this. Um, I have no complaints about this. I think, you know, that would work out really well. Yeah, I mean, it actually becomes more geographically confined than because the Bruins and Sabres replace essentially the two Metro teams of the Blue Jackets and the Hurricanes. So um, literally limits the travel for them. And yeah, geographically, I love how this is set up, as you said. Definitely, I think hurts the Bruins. Um, Every division has its uh, top and bottom teams, but they went from being the president's trophy winner to I just feel like there's more competition all around in the Metro than the Atlantic. Um, I feel it's not as top heavy, but that's just me. Uh, No, I I agree. I think though, taking out Columbus and Carolina, two of the better teams in the Metro, um, you know, I I think it does balance out even adding the Bruins there. Um, And I also like this. You get the Bruins back in with the Rangers, a little original six rivalry. Um, so the Rangers actually have a lot of rivals now in this division, um, with the Islanders, the Devils, the Bruins, and then obviously, you know, still the, still the Flyers, Penguins to an extent, Capitals to an extent. Um, and the Sabres don't really like the Bruins. Uh, so you get that mixed in. Other than that, the Sabres don't really have a team that they would hate per se in this. Although I would like to see a rivalry maybe with Pittsburgh develop as those two are pretty close in proximity um so i think that could be a good potential for a rivalry there that'd be pretty cool but i think this division along with i guess the canadian division probably makes the most sense um still the canadian division though you're you're traveling between four different time zones um so they definitely have the most travel still even though it's not a cross border yeah uh this division definitely the most well set up for back-to-backs um, because, I mean, they can bust to a city, as you said, closer or easier than the whole Canadian division can fly to one another. So uh, I think they'll be the easiest to work the schedule around. Yes, and, and then you brought up the point of only playing your division um, apparently that's only like that's expected, but only for the Canadian division. Um, you would primarily play your division, but they would still have certain teams 
from like the central would still might play the metro a little bit and and the pacific might still play the central stuff like that um but there's no confirm again this is all rumors um although bill daly uh the not bill daly yeah bill daly the vegas golden knights owner did kind of tip us off on this by saying he was asked in an interview how it would be to face nate schmidt who he had just traded to the canucks this coming year and he said quote well they'll be in the canadian division <laughs> as if as in we yeah, won't have to play him so kind of feel like there is a lot of stock to what i just <laughs> to what we just talked about it probably is going to happen yeah and um um i mean we can't say it enough canada definitely wants to have certain things just laid out in a way that they're comfortable with. So if this is what they're comfortable with and it means what the league has to do, I don't see like the NHL saying no when they can come up with a plan as we just went through where they're comfortable with it. So, yeah. Right. Uh, Yeah. I mean, obviously this isn't going to happen unless majority of the teams in the league agree and the NHLPA agrees and all that good stuff. Um, it would be beneficial, obviously, from a bubble standpoint as well. Um, obviously, with the reduced travel, but also, you know, the players would be able to see their families, I would imagine, in this situation, unlike the bubble, where you have to travel to one city. Um, you're, you're still getting home games and, you know, time with family. Uh, so I imagine the NHLPA would sign on and off, off on that pretty easily. And I... I I should note, this is another possibility. Going off of the ECHL, who has already made their schedule, uh, they start playing December. They have built into the schedule a three-week break, the practically a month break, um, after a month of games. So they are playing games from December 11th to the f- January 14th, and then they have a scheduled three-week break. Um, we could see something like that with the NHL, uh, but it's something like we discussed with the NFL last week that would make a lot of sense to just have a two-week break to get these COVID cases back down. Um, so I think that's a really good idea as well. Um, and we'll see if that happens for the NHL as well. But if the ECHL is doing it, um, obviously they're run by completely different bodies, but I, I could see the NHL maybe you know keeping tabs on that and possibly implementing that as well. Yeah. The only thing I wonder uh, if why it won't happen is the NHL is still determined, last I heard, to fit 82 games into this season. Um, and with not starting till January as opposed to, what, 1st to October. October. And yeah. then not wanting to go past July, I heard, still for the Cup. Um, still wanting it, I believe, by mid-July this year, even at the latest. So... I wonder if they'll be able to afford those breaks and finish on time. Ultimately, I mean, player safety comes first. So if that break is what they need to control everything for you, then it should happen. Right. And the, uh, the other thing to consider as well, though, if you are playing just your division, you can do not only back-to-backs, but, I mean, you can do like three or four games against the same guy in the same city in a row with maybe – you know, just a day off in between those games uh, because you're kind of afforded that luxury now when that's the only place you're going. You know, you if you're playing 82 games against just your division, uh, obviously you'll have a lot of 
you know, road games in Buffalo. So you can just bang out a bunch of them at the same time. So you don't have to travel back and forth. Yeah, and back maybe and forth. I could see that being a possibility more as of well. a baseball or MLB esque series. Right. It would be um, interesting. Yeah. So uh, that's just rumored for now. Again, I imagine the divisions will be correct, how they do the scheduling and the playoff format even again this year. I imagine the playoffs will be the same, but we'll see with all of that. But um, I, for one, like it. it. Again, it's a different look for a year. It'll it'll be fun for a year. Um, and I don't know uh, if this is in the works for Hockey Thoughts for its own episode, but if not, what two teams do you think uh, become like should be the happiest with this as far as like they got the better end of it. And as far as who they went from having to play to who they get to play now. Mm. Like, do you think um, Toronto is one that comes to mind for me? I wonder if maybe uh, it's a little better for them. You see, I don't think, I don't think it benefits any of the Canadian teams um, personally, specifically Montreal. Uh, who obviously was able to squeak in last year. Um, they, I, I think in an all-Canadian division, they'll have no chance of making the postseason. Even Winnipeg, who's probably a playoff team, I think they'll be kind of on the, on the brink, and they might not make it either. Um, a team like Winnipeg or, or Edmonton or Calgary, they're all three pretty comparable, I think, and one or two of them, I think, aren't going to make it now. Um, to answer your question, I think uh, I think um, teams like Tampa and St. Louis are probably winners here because I think that proposed Central is probably the weakest. Um, that and the Pacific. So I guess Vegas is another winner here. Um, yeah, those are the three that come to mind. Obviously, in essential, you know, t- Tampa now has to play Carolina, um, but they don't have to play Boston. So I think you take that trade off. And for Vegas, you know, you get Minnesota and Dallas and Colorado rather than Edmonton and Calgary and um, um, Vancouver. So I kind of like that trade-off in general for them as well, I think. Uh, They've handled, at least historically, last season and the year before, they've handled Colorado and Minnesota both really well when they've played. So uh, Dallas might give them trouble, but I don't know. Those would be the three that come to mind for me. Yeah, I was just curious. What about you, Uh, Spencer? Clerk? Spencer, any any hot takes? Any hot takes on no, 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 no. No hot takes for me. Okay. Um yeah, uh a team like Colorado to me comes to mind. I mean, they were going to have to play Dallas and Minnesota regardless. So Vegas is definitely one that is a lot tougher for them, but the fact that now they get to play all three of the California teams where those three were what, three of the only seven teams to not make the expanded playoffs last year. I think that's a big addition for them. Um, and then, as you said, any year that, I mean, Tampa's biggest competitor for points is Boston. So when you take them out of 
the equation. Even though Columbus replaces Buffalo, all in all, I'll gladly take that trade off as uh, if I'm Tampa, as you said. Yeah, and to continue on that, you're exactly right. That actually is another good reason for Vegas. I mean, you still get the worst teams in your division to play in uh, uh, the three Coyotes fans are going to be mad at me when I say this, but you still have the Coyotes in there. You still have the three California teams who all struggled last year, like you said. Um, And you get three playoff teams taken out of your division um, in place of, you know, Minnesota, Dallas, Colorado. I think you take that any day. Uh, So, yeah, I think Vegas along with Colorado definitely – Definitely benefits. I agree. Um, and then Carolina is the other one comes to mind because as we said, like it's, it's just so um, competitive at the, that middle range of the Metro, as far as who would have made playoffs. It was, it was a normal year last year. Uh, so I think just going from that to being in just a brand new division will maybe be a nice look for them. Not saying it'll be easier, but I think it'll be a good look and uh, maybe help them out. So, yeah. Yes, sir. That'll do it for hockey. Just wanted to bring that up because that's not going to be its own thing. Just want to bring okay. it up here. Um, Until it's official, at least, it won't be its own thing. Sounds good. And then unless there's any other notes for any sports, uh, I have one for the NFL. Lay it on us. And just um, last week, we talked about how that Pro Bowl week, you know, if things need to change, because clearly uh, the NFL still hasn't handled this uh, um, well, in the sense, is could be a potential bye week, the Pro Bowl week, that is. So um, it was actually confirmed during this week that people will be selected to the Pro Bowl, as we said, could still happen, um, but there will be no actual Pro Bowl. So yes <laughs> thank god yeah, at least they're smart enough to make that shift already and uh of- i mean look they they have just handled this so well right they got rid of preseason the pro bowl and jersey swaps i mean they're doing all they can out here to try to prevent an outbreak what a what a phenomenal phenomenal work by the nfl so. and i haven't I don't know about you guys. I literally have not watched a Pro Bowl probably since I was like 12 when I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And then I realized quickly, nobody cares out there. And it's boring as hell. So the last time I watched the Pro Bowl was the first year that they changed it to a draft format. And I watched the draft because I thought it was awesome. Uh, Like a cool idea. That finally it wasn't just like AFC versus NFC. Um, and then after the draft, I didn't watch the game. I just watched the draft. But yeah, since they already switched away from that, um, no, I don't really watch anymore. It also doesn't help, like for me personally, that lines up with the NHL All Star weekend typically. So I'd rather watch the skills competition in three on three than the Pro Bowl. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, and then one last thing for me. I know I keep teasing a surprise hockey thoughts episode 
I'm still working on that. Uh, I'm not just saying that so that everybody tunes in each podcast to get an update. That will be happening. Pro- I'm hoping by the end of next weekend uh, that'll that'll be good to go. But featuring, I, I'm not making it up. Is all I'm wanting featuring to say. Will. Can can we get a little a little teaser? It's a it's a, it, it's a surprise. There's no. I'm not even wow. saying okay. really teasing. You'll definitely want to tune in. You'll definitely want to tune in. No hints about what it's about. Just NHL. Yeah, just hockey thoughts. Yep. What's it about, though? (laughs) (laughs) It's about hockey. (laughs) I'm hooked. Um, Yeah, so definitely uh, keep an eye out for that, all of you. Maybe we will try and make sure that gets put up on Twitter as soon as it comes out. So, uh, yeah, I make sure. Yeah, it'll go on Twitter, Instagram. And so you could just check our Twitter page every day or an even better option is just subscribe if you haven't by now and turn on those uh, post notifications. So that way you don't miss a beat once this is finally dropped, because you would hate for such a big teaser to be the last one to find out and then have it spoiled for you. There's nothing more questions Who's going to be on the podcast with you? Sure. Is it Sydney Crosby? <laughs> That's a surprise. That's where I'm not going to get anything else. New? I have been. Is it Clayton Kershaw? Because you. Let's just put it Kershaw this way. I've friends. been. I've been working my butt off to try to get some some actual like legitimate oh my God. special guests. Wow. And wow. I may or may not have gotten one and they will be joining me or or he she or <laughs> one person or it will be joining me okay. on said so podcast and not, not like five it, it might be a group of oh people it might God. be one person i can't I handle know. this it might be no people it maybe it's a different voice? kind of surprise i don't know yes Damn it. <laughs> I can't just lie when you actually guess it right right away. Yes, the Backstreet Boys will be joining me on an episode of Hockey Talk. We're going to talk about their favorite experiences with hockey and uh, their favorite games they went to. You don't want to miss that. And yes, Justin Timberlake will be included. Just kidding. He's on Instagram. So which is it now? Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? It's Backstreet Boys. I, I just That was to throw people off. But yeah, no, Spencer, you're right. Way to spoil it. Hopefully nobody listens this far into the podcast and they just it'll still be a surprise. Well, with that, thank you for tuning into this episode of Top Chart Sports on the Beer League Bench Talk. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and turn on those post notifications. Um, follow us on Instagram if you haven't by now or seen that we have an Instagram. And if you did listen... And turn on those podcast. post notifications. And if you did listen this far, thank you. And uh, tune in to to the Gridiron next or coming out on Thursday morning with a special guest on to the yes, Gridiron absolutely. as well. Just special guest galore uh, up in here. Bring bring your Maybe. wallets and your checkbook because uh, you're going to need it for to the Gridiron. Your checkbook. I'm trying to appeal to all our listeners. That-
Now, keep, keep stay logged into your your betting accounts for our, like over fifty crowns. That's uh, can you bet with a check? Here I yeah. the sports really. <laughs> we already have. We're, we're making our own betting site. You're listening to it. You're listening to it. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. No, it's not, uh, yeah, so it's not a site. Wait, it's what? just a podcast. It's a betting podcast. <laughs> I'm betting that you're going to want to tune oh in to that episode. 